0: Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated, thank you so much. I truly appreciate the great privilege and opportunity to be here before this great congregation. Uh, I look forward to it since last year, and uh, it has come to pass. I thank the Lord. I don't weep because I'm sad. I'm just so thankful. For what God has done in our lives, and uh, there's not enough words in my heart to be able to express to Him my thankfulness. So be able to come here and bring to you the word of the Lord I want to thank Bishop Lopez my friend for 40 years when I made suffer who spent so much money <laughs> and his committee for his for allowing me to be here tonight or this morning I am not a long-winded preacher but I could be But so far, I could only stand for an hour, so you won't have to worry about that. (laughs) Amen. I'm going to read out of Jeremiah, the 33rd chapter, and the third verse. Amen. I feel honored to be on the platform here with all of my superiors, my leaders. Thank the Lord for them tonight, this this morning. Jeremiah 33, 3. Very simple, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. That thou knowest not. Is there a dreamer in the house tonight? Mm. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. We feel your awesome presence here tonight. We're asking God that you would deliver this word the way you gave it to me. Bless each and every heart that is here tonight. Anoint us with your presence. As we have already heard messages that come from you, God, we want to unite ourselves. And bring forth your word according to the way you would have us to have it anoint me my heart my soul my spirit that I might bring it forth according to your word in Jesus name we thank you we praise you everybody say man praise the Lord you may be seated amen how many remember the day you were baptized in Jesus name mm. that was awesome when we first uh, came to the Lord my we thought we were going to turn the world upside down there was dreams that we had and visions of things that we wanted to do for the lord and uh the majority of us feel that way we come to the lord and we're so fired up for god we think of people that we can uh, go to i remember uh when i got up from speaking in tongues i looked at my wife And I says, uh, let's go down to my dad's house. Um, I want to go tell my sisters that they got to walk right with God. Immediately, I wanted to go and preach the word. I wanted to make sure that uh, they got the word because I was so fired up. I had a dream. I had a vision of what I wanted to do. The thing is that many times after we come to the Lord in many, many occasions... We lose that dream and we lose that vision. Could you imagine how the churches would be today if every one of us would pursue the dream that we acquired when we were baptized? Could you imagine how many churches would be blessed with so many souls if we had continued and pursued the dream? That came to us when we went down in Jesus name I never lost that dream for whatever reason God was merciful with me and I thought ahead I said this is what I want to do for God my dream was that I was going to be a minister I was going to preach the word that I was going to do certain things for God and I some way somehow I was going to reach that goal And I wasn't going to rest until I got to where I wanted to go Family Life Center the church I pastor is a result of a dream That happened years ago And the Lord verified it in Stockton, California Thank you my brother In Stockton, California in 1970 when I was lying before the Lord all of a sudden, a thought came to me, and I believe it was God. He said, go back to Los Angeles. I thought to myself, because we had already talked, and in Bible school, you don't go back to Los Angeles. That's where Hollywood is at. <laughs> Remember that? That's Hollywood. You don't go back to Hollywood. Hollywood. You don't go back there, there's a church in every corner, so you stay away from Los Angeles. So we did. We stayed in Lathrop, California and in Stockton. pastor there. But this voice that told me, go back to Los Angeles, it shook me. My wife was praying in the chapel. She wasn't crying in the chapel, she was praying in the chapel. You understand? Amen. Amen. When she came out of prayer, I told her, honey, the Lord spoke to me and said, we have to go back to Los Angeles. Her jaw dropped because we were set on never coming back to Los Angeles. We got used to the wilderness of Lathrop, being out there living in a ranch somewhere, hiding from everybody. We did not want to go back to Los Angeles, but the Lord said, go back. The dream was born. Not too long after that, a couple of weeks later, I believe it was, we took an evangelistic tour to Florida. On the way to Florida, when we got in our automobile. We're driving down Highway 99. And uh, the dream was getting stronger. Go back to Los Angeles. I tried fighting it a little bit, but I couldn't. Go back. And as we were driving, all of a sudden, that dream began to unfold itself. I saw three of my, now they call them homies. In those days, we just called them camaradas. I'll call them friends. In my dream, in my vision as I was driving all the way to Los Angeles, three of my friends came to mind. One of them was Artie, alias Wino. (laughs) The other one was Robert, alias Hoot. And the other one was Ray, Big Ray. Most of them have been in prison. And I hadn't seen them for a long time. And they were impressed in my heart. That vision, that dream was there. And it was so real on the way, on the way uh, to, uh, uh, through Texas to New Mexico and all the way into Florida. But as we were leaving, that dream was there and it was there and it wouldn't leave me. When we drove into Los Angeles, we drove in about 6.30 in the morning, 7 o'clock. Going down Whittier Boulevard toward my dad's house. I saw this young man crossing the street with a a bag that seemed like groceries under his arm. I looked and I said, honey, is that Artie? She looked and she said, it looks like it. Well, I said, let me go around the block and see if it really is Artie or not. Because Artie was one of the ones that the Lord impressed in my dream. It was Artie. Robert and Ray. I went around the block, I parked the automobile, and I called him. hey Art. He looks over to me, making sure I wasn't a narc or something. <laughs> he looks over to the car, and he looks at it, oh, and then he called me by my name or nickname, and then he comes up, and we talk a little bit. He says, hey man, come inside. I didn't want to go inside. I had been away from that stuff for a long time, and I was afraid. I didn't know what I was going to find inside that apartment. They were partying. He says, come inside. I looked at my wife. I says, well, I'm going to go with the help of the Lord. He took me in. I, he opened the door, and I walked in. He said, look who's here. And I looked in there, and there was Ray sitting down, number two man in my dream, in my vision, to come back to Los Angeles. He had just got out of prison, spent most of his days in prison, had just gotten out of uh, Folsom, and, and he was sitting there all messed up. There was a second man of my dream. And as we were talking, I asked him for his brother, Robert. And as I was going to ask him for his brother Robert, all of a sudden a huge man with a big old mustache could scare anybody to death. Came out of the bedroom. Oh that little man. You see. When I looked at him, I was stunned. He thought I was stunned because I saw him and the way he was. I was stunned because those were the three individuals that God gave me in my dream. The Lord verified that this was from him. And I did not stop. I decided to pursue that dream And I told this man one day, I says, you know what? I'm going to come back and I'm going to take you to church with me. He said, all right, Davey, come back. Well, I went back. I told him I'm going to come back at a certain time. And I did. I went back at a certain time. My wife and I just went back. Didn't even know where we were going. We just packed our bags, packed everything. Gave over the church. uh, Turned over the church to somebody else. and, And went to Los Angeles to pursue the dream. Knowing that God had already verified it. So we went to pursue that dream. God has something in Los Angeles for us when I got there I went the second day looking for my friend Robert I couldn't find him I went to his aunt's house his aunt said didn't you hear he was shot and he's in the hospital dying I went to the hospital uh, I went up to his room and they had him lying lying out uh, in, in the hallway there and and I asked the, the, the nurse uh, uh, where's my friend they showed me they said uh, I asked him well, why is he out he said well he's dying he says uh, and we don't have any room in the in the room inside for him so we had him out here Uh, I went over to where he was at and he had a bullet launched right near his heart he had got into a scuffle a couple a day before and they shot him and he was lying there uh, in that in that gurney in that bed Uh, I looked at him and 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 as soon as I touched him he was asleep as soon as I I touched him he shook and he opened his eyes Something happened at that moment. There was contact made. I took that man home. I nursed him back to health with my wife's help. Took him to church. Baptized him in Jesus' name. filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was my first assistant pastor, and he was a faithful one at that. Praise the name of the Lord. Not too long after that, I continued pursuing that dream. I found Artie. Took him to church. He repented, got baptized in Jesus' name, and got filled with the Holy Ghost. Was years later, because Ray had gone back to the penitentiary, that he came out and one day he walked into church. He says, Hey, where's my brother? I want to talk to my brother. Amen. We brought him in, he repented, he was baptized in Jesus' name. That he's still with us tonight. Praise the name of the Lord! Oh, through a dream! Praise the name of the Lord! Is there a dreamer in the house tonight? Are there dreamers in the house tonight? Hallelujah. That are willing to pursue a dream that would enhance the kingdom of God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You'll be surprised what you can do when you pursue your dreams. But what is happening today is that so many people fail to pursue their dreams. Get comfortable in where you are at. And you don't want to go anywhere else but where you're at. Amen. But if you pursue a dream, God will allow. God will do great things, miraculous things in your life. He will fill the pews in your Churches, if you just pursue the dream that God had given you in the beginning, praise the name of the Lord. In 1963, Martin Luther King delivered a steering message to more than 200,000 civil rights supporters. His I have a dream speech expressed the hopes of the civil rights movement. It was as moving as any speech in American history. He said I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live up to the true meaning of its creed. He said we hold these truths to be self-evident That all men are created equal. He said, I have a dream that my four little children one day will live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He said, I have a dream. Praise the name of the Lord. He pursued that dream. It cost him a lot of heartache and a lot of toil, but he pursued his dream. And you see the result of this great man's dream today everywhere you go. Let me tell you, friend, if you can apply these dreams to you and you walk with the Lord, you can have uh, leave an indelible mark on those that are coming up behind you. you. God will open doors for you that you never imagined. But you have to have a dreamer in the house. Hallelujah. There's got to be a dreamer that is willing to dream, that is willing to pursue that dream till it comes to pass. Praise the name of the Lord. That dream and that resulted in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which prohibited segregation in public accommodations as well as discrimination in education and employment. Because of this, This man received the 1964 Nobel Prize for Peace. If a man that did not know God, like you and I know the Lord, could accomplish such great tasks and suffer unto death, amen, for what he believed in. Where are the dreamers in the church today? We need dreamers in the church today that are willing to pursue a dream, hallelujah. You look at this place. How beautiful it is. He may know all of his glory. But you don't know what had to go on behind this dream here. It started with a dream. I remember it started with a small little church. An L-shaped church with probably about 30 members. Yes, sir. And he had a dream that took him somewhere else. Build a church. Another dream, hallelujah, to pursue. He built this beautiful edifice. In which we are at today, all because of a dream. God will show you great and mighty things through a dream. Hallelujah. Oh, we can go on and tell you of great men that did not know the Lord. That had great dreams, and in, and they have so much to do with the comforts that we enjoy today, such as the light, the electricity. This great man, Thomas Edison, who invented the electricity. You would think that after that, he would relax. He would sit back and say, "Well, I did a, a great thing, so I'm going to just kick back and enjoy what I have," and later just die. But no, he pursued his dream. He he did the electricity and went on to patent another thousand inventions in his lifetime. He worked until the day that he died. Oh, church, let us get a hold of that spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Let the dreamers come forth and pursue the dream that will enhance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That will fill the empty Debuts in our churches today because of a dreamer be careful That we don't become so thoroughly satisfied with our little accomplishments. Amen. That we would sit down and lose our vision. And lose our goals. And eventually stop growing in the Lord. We need dreamers in church today. It doesn't necessarily have to come from the pastor. But if I can have a dreamer in my church. Something's going to happen in that church. That didn't happen before because there's a dreamer that is pursuing his dream to enlarge the kingdom of Almighty God. You know why I didn't go down when they amputated my right leg? Because of a dream i didn't feel that that was the end of my dream i have to continue to pursue the dream that i have in my heart now and that kept me going through a whole year of turmoil sometimes depression I remember one day sitting down on the couch. I couldn't sleep. There were sleepless nights. There was pain. There was ugliness. And I looked at my wife because I felt so empty on the inside. And I said, honey, I feel like I'm dying. I feel like somebody came and sucked every ounce of strength out of my body. My mind is blank. I can't think ahead another moment. I'm just thinking of the moment. And I sat back and I prayed. And I said, God, return to me that vision. I need a dream, God. I can't stop here. I must continue to go forward. For there are great things in store for the church and I want to be part of the greatness that comes to the house of God today. We cannot stop no matter what the circumstances. No matter how bad you feel. If you have a dream that dream is going to keep you going till tomorrow. And when tomorrow comes, that dream will keep you going another day. It'll turn into a vision, a desire, that'll be deep down in your heart, hallelujah. Oh, I wanna see my church grow. I wanna see souls baptized in Jesus' name. I wanna pastor a holy church that loves God and praises God with all of their heart and soul. I have a dream. But where are the dreamers of today? Is there a dreamer in the house? Hallelujah. Abraham. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to leave, give you land. But in order for me to give it to you, Abraham, you must lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art. Where am I, God? What am I accomplishing now? What is there ahead for me, Lord? Abraham, you will not acquire nothing if you just stay there. Lift up your eyes and look up what God has in store for you for you you'll never acquire nothing from God with your head hanging down lift up your eyes look at the glory of God God has great things for the church today but it's only for the dreamer it's only for those that are willing to pursue a dream He says, all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. What do you see ahead in your life? What do you see ahead for your church? I see great things. I see mighty things. But whatever you see, God says, it is yours. You've got to pursue it. Don't lose your dream. Keep on dreaming and going forward with the help of the Lord. in the house? Is there a dreamer in the house? Oh, hallelujah! There is no limits to God's blessing. He says, call unto me and I will answer thee. I'll give you a vision, I'll give you a desire, I'll give you a dream, and then I'll show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Don't be satisfied! Thoroughly satisfied people will become losers. Be satisfied with what you have, pursue a dream and go after it. For God says, I will show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Get off the boat, Peter. You might sink but it's all right. Get off the boat and start a walking. Come on, don't be afraid. Begin to walk, Peter. Let them criticize you. Let them talk about you. Let them think you're crazy. I am crazy. I'm crazy for God. Walk, 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 I want to walk. Hallelujah. You'll never stumble into something big while you're sitting down. You need to get up and you need to move forward. God wants to show you great and mighty things that you have never seen before. Arise and walk, (laughs) praise the name of the Lord. can do it, we can do it too. He was stricken in age. He was about 85 years old, and they were giving out the land, and they kind of missed him, they passed him by. He waited to hear his name, but it didn't come. And then he got tired, and he says, hey, wait a minute now, I want a land too. I want you to bless me too. They looked at him, oh, you're a cripple. walk right, you kinda limp a little bit. Well so did Jacob. and and kick back there. You know, you've done enough now. Everything's going to be alright. He looks at him and said, hey, wait a minute. Back there when I was young and I was fighting like never before, I was a great warrior in Israel's army. The Lord gave me a dream. He says, I'm going at the end of your journey. I'm going to give you a land. Amen. No matter what it is, I'm going to give it to you. He says, you know, I fought and I killed and I destroyed my enemy. I'm not as young as I was but let me add them hallelujah I'm not through yet I got a dream I'm gonna pursue that dream come hell or high water I'm gonna go forward for the help of the Lord pop, it's all over, Popeye Hernandez. we're not going to have to hear him at end time anymore, no more screaming and yelling and calling us sissies and all that kind of stuff, it's all over, oh thank God we got rid of that old man. To think that we're singing something wrong. The chorus said, "I feel Jesus in the house tonight." Now we know it's not nighttime, but praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> but we're going to still sing it. And I want everybody in this house. I don't care whether you sing on key, off key. Praise the name of the Lord. I feel Jesus in the house tonight. I feel Jesus in the house tonight. If you come to receive it, your hands and mine. I feel Jesus in the house tonight. I feel Jesus in the house tonight. I feel Jesus in the house tonight.